0: Hi, everyone. It's Roger here from what's on at DisneyPlus.com. And this week, I am joined by Mo from The Streamer. And we're going to be discussing, kind of in general, the, the state of streaming. We're going to be talking about a whole host of different bits and pieces today. Um, but first off, Mo, I'm um, just going kind of, um, to do a quick introduction to yourself.
1: Yeah. Uh, thank you for having me on the podcast. Uh, my name is Mo. I write for uh, the site, TheStreamer.com and we cover streaming services, Netflix, Disney+, Plus, obviously, the main ones, uh, Hulu, HBO Max. Uh, and, yeah, we're, we're doing... I think we're focusing a little bit... We, we kind of focused a lot on reviews previously, and now I'm trying to broaden it a little bit more by talking more about general industry stuff as well as getting a good pipeline of reviews done.
0: But, yeah. Yes, it's kind of... it's. I mean, the amount of reviews and stuff. I mean, there's so many shows. I mean, I... I... I generally only focus on on the Disney Plus stuff. Um, kind of mm. slides into the Hulu thing, but yeah, it is. It's always amazing of how much. I mean, there's just so much content being released now with across all the streaming platforms, isn't there?
1: Completely. I like. I found myself like. I think there was one, one week a couple of weeks ago when I was like, I've literally got five things to review this week, and like, I think it must have been around about Disney Plus Day. Oh, that, yeah. like that week before then i was like there's like so many things that i that are just li- embargoes are lifting in that and i'm like i can't get all of this out right now so i was like no. some some of them are gonna just have to be twitter threads because i can't yeah. There's no way i can dedicate the time
0: i mean literally right now i have got five series sat ready to watch uh just from disney plus side of things and just like mm. like with being obviously out at d23 and now on vacation mm. there's just like you know there's only so much time um and so some of these shows are big. Some of these shows are um, pretty big. Um, but yeah, it's definitely going to be um, a fun thing to see how all of this kind of comes together with how many different shows and stuff. But um, let's kind of talk really kind of where do you think like the streaming business is right now, kind of mid-2022? What, what's different now?
1: What's different in comparison to last year is that this time last year we were seeing, um, I'm, I'm going to count... This time last year being around about june twenty twenty one we were seeing the studios still hedging their bets on streaming more than theatrical because nobody was sure at all what was what the situation was going to become winter time mm-hmm. um, and no one was sure if kind of the if the if theatrical was going to sort of make a comeback so what we saw was I think a greater investment from studios to to really say, look, streaming is our future, so we're gonna put a lot of our stuff on there. So we got Luca last year on Disney Plus. Mm-hmm. Um, we got Black Widow last year, this time around about this time last year on Disney Plus through Premiere Access. Um, we also got Jungle Cruise a couple of weeks later, um, from Disney Plus from the Disney Plus side. From the HBO side, uh, we were still seeing the theatrical day and date uh premiere thing. That went down like a lead balloon. Um, obviously Um, and I think now what we're seeing is studios saying look okay fine we're trying to strike a balance now because we've invested so much in streaming over the past two years that we don't want that investment to go to waste but we also don't want to completely rule out theatrical as much as we did last year or the year before that Um, so we're sort of seeing them in a bit of flux right now I think Um, and it's going to be really interesting to see over the next over the next few, over the next year, actually, when we sort of see a greater return to how things were before COVID, mm-hmm. are we going to see more theater? Like, are we going to see sort of like a disowning of streaming to some degree, or, or what's going to happen? So that's really interesting to me.
0: Yeah, because recently, like like um, Disney CEO Bob Chapek has been very open about the idea that you know that they very much love the theatrical model, uh, but he's also very much aware consumers want things quicker. And it's a consumer choice, and Disney kind of seemed to be going down this line of going, Yeah, we're going to do theatrical, but we know that we we want to get them onto streaming quicker. The consumer wants it, and that's the way it is. We make, and essentially, we make most of our money in the first couple of weeks anyway, so it doesn't really matter. Whereas, like, I feel like this well, Warner Brothers Discovery all over the place. I mean, he just, he, wherever he makes the most amount of money, is what he's going to do. Um, Paramount. I think if you take away Top Gun, you know they seem to be doing something a little bit different. And even um, NBC Universal, they kind of make their mind up like how well the movie's done after the first weekend of how quickly it will drop onto stream. Mm-hmm. I, I th- it kind of feels like they, tr- they, you know, things are speeding up. I think we are going to see a lot less like movie originals. I think we're going to see a lot less movies dropping on, um, especially onto streaming. yeah it definitely feel like for me um just getting you can see i feel like like say something like um pray or not okay which recently came out on disney plus around the world and on hulu they probably could have gone to um cinemas and had 50 to 100 million and they probably that would have been a good enough for them for an investment and then they could have gone on streaming rather than straight on to like disney plus
1: well, yeah, I, I don't know. I, I I think that there is a space for made for streaming films. And I believe that... Like, I believe in streaming as a legitimate distribution model. And I'm very, very anti-theatrical exclusive. Theatre is the best experience ever. There are some films, fine, you would want to see in a theatre. But there's no film, I think, that needs to be seen in a theatre. So yeah. for me... Making films for streaming legitimizes streaming as a as a as a distribution option. Mm. Because when you've got a streaming series, network like something airing on a network is sort of like, oh my god, it's another network show. But something airing on a streaming service, it's like, oh wow, they must really like this must be a really good show. There's Mm. like that prestige element to it. So it's seen as like a step up if you've got a streaming series, but it's seen as a step down for film if you've got a streaming film. And I want that, like, that disconnect there is sort of frustrating to me because people, and and that's, again, it's another thing to do with, obviously, we're in the same group chat. We know that there are people that love theatrical and will say, will swear by theatrical, hate streaming, hate it as a a distribution thing. But I just don't see the hate for it. Um, It is funny because you...
0: I was gonna say usually it, it is us two kind of like going good you know it's like because I, I I kind of I agree with theatrical to make money that's that's the and it's a choice. Um and I think we both of us not living in major cities where we have um I wouldn't say terrible cinemas, but generally we have we have oh, a you much say more, your line is terrible. Well, yours, yours is terrible. <laughs> mine's not mine's not dreadful, but Having been to some like premieres and stuff in London this year, I can see how if you've gone, if you're sat in a lovely, great big leather recliner, the seats go up and you've got loads of room, Mm. and you've got this big screen and the sounds great and it's it's amazing. Mm. Great. When you when you're in a small little seaside town and your knees are touching the seat in front and you're having to sit with your arms crossed because there's not enough space and there's Mm. lights everywhere and it's just it's it's yeah and the parking costs more than the cinema ticket. It's not on. It's not the most amazing experience of all time, and I, yeah. and I know it's very much as like you know. But whereas you can sit on your couch at home, I mean, I know like with my wife, she's just in. She's in agony after of sitting for a movie because the chairs are so uncomfortable on her back. Where mm. it's so things like that, and I feel like you know this whole thing of like as you say, theatrical is the best, and streams like well, we're not watching. It's not like I'm watching on a twelve inch black and white television in my bedroom or on a. Yeah. um you know it's just a smartphone sat on the toilet <laughs> it's like no i'm sat there and exactly. on a big you know i've got a big big tv big speaker yeah. system leather couch um you know it's like that. That's, that's a very different experience
1: completely and i think that people see streaming generally or um yeah people generally see streaming as a streaming film as like a direct-to-dvd film mm. and that's just not that's just not the case um, I view streaming as as an accessible thing, and I'm waiting for the moment for uh, when everyone else views it the same way that I do. Because, mm. um, and I think that's going to be the real the real thing. It's about accessibility and convenience from the consumer side. It's about accessibility and convenience mm. from the studio side. The, streaming makes more money than theatrical because you've got that you've got that low quote unquote low mm. monthly price, um, and that hooks you in. But that hooks you in. For a recurring payment mm. whereas let's say warner bros for instance they've all, it's only released a few films this year it can only release a few films but it's still getting that fifteen dollars a month or well ten dollars a month fifteen dollars a month from the hbo max subscription there you're getting the price of a cinema ticket from a person 12 times a year even if they're not going to see 12 of your films a year yeah. right so you're getting you're getting that recurring revenue from the consumer with the promise that there are going to be some things that are added to it in the future, mm. something that you're really interested in that are only going to be available on there. Although with Warner Bros, you don't actually know anymore. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
0: it's I feel, I feel like for me, like, you know, you look at like, you look at these big epic blockbusters, you know, the Marvel films, you know, the, the mm. avatars and they need a theatrical model to make the money back because you're not going to get those kind of level of movies. You know, we saw like with Netflix's Gray Man, I think is a prime example of you know Netflix and other streamers are not going to spend 200 million dollars on a film for streaming because it, it the the value is so much harder for them to pull in
1: well i i think that's a it, it depends on what they're spending the money on um which i think is really really important to bear in mind because you've got you can have the 200 million be your production cost or you can have the 200 million or the 450 million be the ip cost like they did for knives out mm. Um, because when you've got that amount of money, or even Amazon spending what a billion, or not not a billion, sorry, two hundred and fifty million on just the the rights to Lord of the Rings, for instance, um, with the option to make the series, so then they're investing a, a billion on top of that, um, and the option to make films that are going to be limited run theatrical but exclusive to Amazon. Mm-hmm. So you've got that when you're spending that amount of money on just the IP, then suddenly. A 200, and, a 200 million production cost doesn't seem that bad by comparison. Yeah. Um, and I think it's really important to, to remember that these these companies won't, at the end of the day, as much as they are studios and they want to make movies, they're businesses as well, and they aren't going to make investments that they don't have generally, generally, but they don't have that much faith in. Mm. HBO Max, for instance, they invested. Uh, Warner Bros. invested what five hundred million on J.J. Abrams, and not a single one of his <laughs> projects is coming out. So, you know, maybe maybe that's a bad investment, and maybe that's yeah. why they can only release two films this year. But yeah, but, yeah I mean, yeah. What, yeah,
0: yeah. Warner Brothers Discovery. I mean, that has just been a um, such a weird couple of months with that whole thing of how we thought that was yeah. going to go to how it's gone. Um, which I feel is like uh, I don't really say with them. I think between them and probably, and then the situation with Paramount, but also more importantly, I feel like with Netflix because net. I feel like Netflix had that point this year where, or the stock where they didn't, where they weren't able to hit that um, element that they used to, and the stock price plummeted. They couldn't, and suddenly the streaming bubble, like all the all of Wall Street and all the shareholders were like. Yeah, we can't just keep chasing subscribers. Subscribers aren't where we need to be focusing on. We need to be focusing on how much money are you making? Because I feel like we've yeah. gone past the growth aspect now. Now it's like, okay, we know you can get the numbers for the people, but there's only so many people that will subscribe. Where's the profit? Where's the money? You can't keep making mm-hmm. losses year after year.
1: Yeah, I think the idea of making losses is especially going to be frustrating for kind of wall street if they're not seeing the return on investment because what you're getting is you've had two years basically of no production or sorry no no output the production has been ongoing mm. but it's you've inflated your production costs because of logistics covid uh, covid restrictions you've got to fly people separately for instance you've got to get spaced out hotel you've got to get larger venues mm. to host your table reads or something like that you've got to suddenly all pay for zoom premium. Um, so it's, so it's, it's small things like that those those, They do add up though. Um, but what, what I think you've got is you've got two years of this increased investment with no output because post-production slowed down, um, pre-production slowed down, normal production slowed down, and you've got all of this money being thrown at it for the last few years. And now we're only starting to see the results of that. We've got, uh, what we had this year, we had Miss Marvel. That was meant to come mm-hmm. out in twenty twenty, wasn't it? Miss Marvel uh, twenty twenty. I think
0: it, I think it was originally going to be like last year, wasn't it? It was twenty twenty one, um, which seems something like
1: that, yeah, yeah.
0: Because obviously, Wonder Vision was pushed back and
1: Falcon was pushed back, so it was just this constant um shuffle
0: for all mm. of them. Um, but Wonder
1: Vision was never meant to be first, no. Well, it was meant, yeah, it was meant to be Falcon, Loki, Wonder Vision. Or Falcon, yeah, Falcon, Loki, One Division, and then maybe Miss Marvel. Yeah, but you basically had had a really, really long delay with with something like that, and only now are we starting to see. Okay, look, we're getting we're getting uh, that promise from Disney Plus side. We're getting that promise of things. Netflix, <laughs> on the other hand, hasn't really made good on many of its promises apart from Knives Out. Mm. Um, you've got they 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 spend what a hundred odd million on. They spent a quarter of a billion on the exclusivity, uh, the first look deal with the Game of Thrones guys. Yeah, there's one show for it, and it's it's the Chair, yeah. uh, starring Sandra Oh, and it's not at all what people would have what what people would have expected from their first Netflix show, uh, and I don't imagine them doing anything good. Ryan Murphy, the the, the yeah. that is the biggest. That is honestly their greatest investment because he's just pumping out shows like left, right, and center.
0: Well, I, I, it's funny because I was talking, we recently, recently did a podcast with Casey from What's on Netflix, and he's kind of got the exact opposite view of him because he's doing so much stuff for FX and 20th Century on Disney's side, and got so many shows coming out of all the American horror and American crime and America, all these <laughs> different ones he's doing that it's like he's. It's like he's not fully been committed to net, and he hasn't had the big hits, and he hasn't been—you know—he's not been able to fulfill like their side because he, again, Netflix kind of went out of this thing if we're going to sign all of this great talent, but in some Mm. way didn't really give them. And sometimes it's and it's always I think it's it's always you can have the best creators in the world, but sometimes you need somebody over the top of them to kind of Mm. guide them to where they to maybe towards something more mainstream or to make some money, but also. Again, Netflix has always been their Achilles heel, I feel, is their their advertising. You know, you can have the best series yeah. possible. And if no one sees it and no one talks about it, it's dead and it's gone. And then next and it's been rolled over and next week somebody else has got the
1: attention. Did you watch um I don't know, do you watch Barry on HBO or Sky
0: now? No, 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 um, I haven't seen that one
1: okay because there's a there's a plot line in in the third season where somebody one of the characters gets a streaming show and the day after it premieres so the embargoes have lifted and everything yeah. before she's at the launch event it launches with i think it's like a 90% on rotten tomatoes the day the day that it actually launches she tries to find the show and she figures out she learns that it's been it's been canceled because the algorithm just decided no it didn't want it um, yeah. So there's a whole storyline on that, I and mean, spoilers <laughs> for Barry season three. But but I think it's really it's really telling that if Netflix isn't investing advertising money on a show or a project or whatever, it's probably because their their algorithm has decided that people don't want to watch that. Um, and I think that that's really frustrating because you, when you look at Netflix, when I when I first why I sort of got into streaming services in the first place was I loved what Netflix was doing as far as. U.S. network shows that were airing on a network in the U.S. Netflix was buying next day rights for international distribution, and I was so on, like I was so on with that. I was so I was like, this is the best thing to ever to ever happen because instead of having to wait, you know, when you used to wait three months.
0: Well, I remember like Smallville. I used to have to wait like nine months to get Uh, there because, because I mean, I I grew up and I for for me like Channel Four and E4. And even maybe BBC Two, where where I used to watch all of the shows. That's where I used to, mm. you know. I was I always watching American shows, and like you say, you used to have to wait so long to get stuff. And yeah, if you could mm. get things on Netflix, it was much faster. But yeah, it's it's just a very strange thing. I feel like as a whole of where we are in 2022, where the world of growing up with streaming is now here. We're in it, and yeah, essentially now they're like, right now we need to make money off of it. <laughs> We're at that point now
1: where we have to yeah. make money. Um, yeah, and I think yeah, and and I think yeah, there's loads of different ways that they're trying to make money. You've mm-hmm. got, you've got add-ons. You've got if you're Hulu, you've got add-ons. If you're Netflix, no. If you're every other service in the world apart from Disney+, mm-hmm. Plus and Netflix right now, you've got the magical A word. Yes. So, do you, do you think because they're obviously we're getting it on Disney
0: Plus in, in in the US at the end of this year, becoming internationally at the um, some point next year, Netflix is getting it now? I personally I wouldn't get the ad versions because the I, I don't want to watch ads, um, you know, I don't want to yeah. be watching them. Um, but the idea, do you, I was very shocked at how the pricing for Disney Plus came in where well, they didn't even lower the prices, just keep it at the same price, yeah. and then we're going to. That was like, well, I thought the whole point of having the ad version was to try and get uh, the people that don't Lower, want to pay it. Yeah. And it was like, yeah, we we, yeah, no, we need to put the price up. <laughs> so we're going to keep yeah, it low. And then, I mean, I'm hoping that they're going to drop in a lot more general entertainment to make that three bucks a month worth it. But it does mm. feel like Disney d- went in a very different direction than I was expecting.
1: Exactly, yeah. I think when you're introducing, if you don't have an ad tier, the best strategy is you can you can get to your end price point if the if the end price point for the ad for the ad tier for Disney was always seven ninety nine yeah. or whatever you can get to that but you need to make people think that they're getting a good deal first mm. and you need to I don't I don't want to sound like pro corporate or whatever but you need to trick people into lure people in with the, with the ad with the with the low low price of four ninety nine or something for ads um, yeah. And make people still believe that. Disney, so, so then you can say Disney Plus is is the same the same mm-hmm. price as or, or like it's, you can get it at the low low price of four ninety nine. Yeah,
0: I do wonder with Disney on, whether or not yeah. they're going to go with the idea of they're going to do promotions for it rather than um, sort of going that way around of kind of doing promotions to get people in like do a four ninety nine a three ninety nine a five ninety nine to kind of get people in that way, um, and they've set the price where they want to, and then they can adjust it as and when they need to. And I feel like that might be a way forward.
1: I, yeah, I think that it's going to be, it's going to look a little chaotic from from obviously our perspective. We're not physically inside Disney's offices. And it's going to just seem like they're trying to do everything. They're saying like, oh, you can get it for this price. And it's going to, you know, that confusion that we had when Star launched with the pricing and that it's going to be that but times a billion if when they start doing promotions which they inevitably will do Mm. and then with the bundle and everything like that in the us obviously yeah um it's just gonna look it's gonna look messy and i really feel sorry for you because your facebook page and your dms and your inbox is going to be flooded with (laughs) people saying saying why have you why have you increased the price why why have you
0: there's there's gonna be a lot of that i do i i feel like one of the big issues I had with with the star price rise was when they they did that six month window where they kept the price the same. Now, on first glance, you go, "Oh, that was good. That was a good consumer move. That was really good for the consumer." Mm. But the idea did got lost. So then, when all the then all the emails started dropping in August of the price rise, everyone got, "Well, they've just put the price up." I was like, "No, no, 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 yeah. no. They, it's the same price. You, they've just acted." So I actually think it's better for them to go, "Look, on this date, that is it." From that day onwards, we're having that price, and I I think that's a better way of doing it than the way they did it with Star. Um, I'm hoping that when that price rise comes in, that that, they are going to do something along the lines of dropping in a lot more content because they they got to get that three dollars up, they're going to need to make it look like you're getting some value. And whether or not the membership aspect and you know, giving you free discounts and discounts, that's all great. And I'm glad that they're doing that, but they're going to have to be some serious movies and drop. I think they are going to have to do something to get that three dollars a month more.
1: Yeah, I think that's definitely a key. It's it's definitely a key move. Otherwise, I feel like they might start losing subscribers, um, especially with how the 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 sort of there's a loss of value now in having a Disney Plus subscription because you don't have like what. you you know you don't have a Marvel show premiering until yeah. March next year. You don't have a Star Wars show premiering until February. So when they increase that price in December, you've lost people over the Christmas period who can mm. just go and rent the film or will probably go and watch Strange World in cinemas anyway. Yeah. Because they've decided it. So I think they're going to have to make the announcement, make a statement on it or something like that. Mm. Wait, like... Not way before, but I want to see I, I want to see something yeah. from them early November time.
0: I'm uh, I'm expecting an investors day, not like investors day twenty twenty, which was the no we're sinking and we need to just show you what we're doing stuff. More of an investors yeah. day of maybe 2019, 2018, where they showed off the tech and do a little bit of announcements. Because I and I'll be honest, I feel like a lot of people completely have misunderstood investor day 2020, where um, they announced all these shows. They did like a six hour presentation, all these shows, all these movies, mm. because everything was shut and they had to show yeah. that they were making money. And they announced stuff way too early and they're still catching up with it from the D23 Expo, where everyone's like, they haven't showed, told us anything. No, because they told us all for, for two years ago and we still exactly. haven't caught up. And it was just like, um, I think, you know, if they do announce another investor day, Disney will have to be very, very clear of what people are to expect from it.
1: Yeah. Or don't even call it Investor Day. Just call it special presentation, yeah, whatever no. you want to call it, or just call it, or maybe even have it in the Q4 yeah. call, uh, but just live stream the Q4 yeah. call or something like that, yeah. like, as a like video call. Something, just something to to like say, look, this is not Investor Day. This is not D23. Yeah. This is just so you get information or. Yeah. Go heavy on the PR for it, like mm-hmm. go heavy on the promo, go heavy on those. You know the Stewie ad that we got yeah. for Disney. Do do like yeah. fifty of those. Um, I
0: feel like yeah, because there's always that. I think it was that thing, and we saw it with Disney Plus Day, where you know fans can get a little bit like caught up in the excitement of what's coming and what will be announced and what's going to be announced, and then when it doesn't arrive, and it's like, I know with Disney Plus Day. I was I was forever just felt like I was saying, look, it doesn't say any announcements. <laughs> It was just like, and it was so you know people were getting more excited, and there was videos, and people were hyping up, and I'm going, nowhere does it say they've got a big three day event? are <laughs> <They're> not going <laughs> to do it, and it was you know trying to manage expectations. And one of the things that came out of, of the D23 Expo, a lot of talk from Bob Chapek about the future of Hulu, and there was a it was, it was so, and it was like, I was like, oh wow, he's really really set, setting the tone here. It was very to yeah. me. It was like, here is what we're doing and what we're planning on doing ish, but we can't yeah. really do it in a. We don't want to do it on a, on stage because it's the D twenty three wasn't the right time. But it very much. Mm. I mean, he's basically just kind of here's Hulu and just like just get, put a couple of stabs into his back and go exactly, you know, really exactly that. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. That's exactly what I was gonna say. Like, it felt very much like he was saying. I'm gonna say this off stage, but I'm gonna make sure I say it to Variety, so that Variety will get the message out there that Hulu days are numbered. It um, wasn't. I mean,
0: it was the fact that Variety, Hollywood Reporter, Deadline, at CNBC. but literally went to everyone. Was like, yeah, 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 no, I want to make it. I mean, he, he's still using too much corporate talk. The hard bundle, the yeah. soft bundle. It's like just oh god, yeah, talk, talk normally <laughs> Stop, yeah we'll talk, you know, I, mean, I know now he won't use the word metaverse because he knows that that's kind of um i mean no one understands what that is and it's just a, a dc video game but um generally um i feel like you know he just it's just hoping a hard bundle soft bundle just talk normally and be and be yeah. honest and it's go down a bit easier
1: Pretend, pretend that we're all we're all five years old, and your uncle Bob, and you're sitting us down, and you're telling us a story about what you want to do in the future. Because that's all we need. That's, yeah. that's what we need to know. But I think, I think a little bit of the hesitancy, or the, a little bit of the uh, the the corporate jargon, is coming from a place of, um, like forward-looking statements. So anything he says as a CEO of a mm. of a publicly traded company could be considered a forward-looking statement. So we can't yeah. be too concrete about it. Yeah, He can't say this is exactly what we want to do because if he says that, stock prices will fluctuate Mm. and then SEC gets involved and everything like that. So he's got to be a little bit woolly about it. And it's our job, I think, as as journalists to be able to read between the lines and try and infer what he's saying, what he means. Mm. Um, And that's what I think is really fun about the industry, to be honest, is like no one's saying anything that they can be held to, but they're saying a lot that you can... Yeah. Spin a lot of articles out of basically.
0: Yeah. I mean, I, I feel like I, I think the trouble is up until the point when Star got introduced to all of us and internationally last year, if you'd said to me 18 months ago, Hulu and all the rest of it, you'd be like, Well, it'd be nice, it'd be good. I think it's very different. It's very different now. Here we are in the 18 months post star, mm-hmm. where we're sitting there going, You've done it everywhere else. You've launched in all exactly. these countries with this one platform, you're doing this one system. It's very hard to go like, and then you know they get some. Oh, they're not going to merge. It's like they've done it everywhere else in the world, and it's working. The data is pointing to what they want to do, and it's like, and over this last year, we've adding it, you know, the ad tier, the parental controls, dropping stuff on there. It's like they're getting all their ducks in a row before they do it. Um, and I just feel like the US audience is very, you know, there is a difference, you know, there is a difference to how it and Disney has a yeah. different brand name in a big chunk of America and they have to be aware of that, but also very noticeable. Um, for example, like at um, the D23, you know, you had this big TV booth and it is just full of brands. You know, you've got Grey's Anatomy sat there next to, you know, National Treasure and you can see where they're going and you can see the way they're moving um mm. to this general entertainment system for for their tv and you can see that that's they know that's what they need to do but they've got this yeah. massive this contract with comcast and obviously i understand where comcast is coming from i mean let's not be you know they want to get as much money out of disney as they possibly can but just seeing the mm. two ceos playing tennis with hulu at the minute is just kind of weird pretty much
1: I, you almost feel bad for Hulu, as like the the child stuck in the middle of a really really expensive, messy divorce, being traded like a commodity. And you're like, oh my god, I feel I feel bad for you, but at the same time, like, <laughs> and also the
0: slicking out company, again, you're just you just parts for Disney Plus. <laughs>
1: you just spare parts. Right, exactly. we just gonna we're just gonna, <laughs> we're just, we're just gonna They're strip gonna, out yeah. all the good stuff. Yeah, it's it's basically my sister's keeper, but yeah <laughs> but for who and Disney Plus.
0: It is just very much like you can see where they're going and it, I think mm. it's frustrating. It's definitely frustrating to see how slowly they're moving. I mean, when they said yeah. they were adding in general entertainment, I did not expect them to be there moving so slow. I mean, you're barely yeah, talking one like? series a month, is just like this is not what I was we're gonna expecting. say,
1: yeah. Yeah I was going to say like is it one series a month or is it even like I I I imagine the last thing I remember was the Orville before yeah. that it was two months before that was Love Victor um and yeah. then a little bit before that was I like years, yeah uh, yeah. The wonder yeah yeah, yeah. one
0: year's blackish and Grinch. we probably barely had a handful of series probably yeah. less than 10 and it is very yeah. stuff but then you do wonder like what is that contract with Hulu and Comcast? You know, is there is there something much more stricter in there? Maybe Disney can't be seen to be undermining the value of Hulu by taking stuff Ooh. off. You know, that's where I feel well, like yeah. there's, some, there's some issues.
1: Well, yeah, that's that's the whole thing. Um, the whole thing is an option contract. So Hulu, uh, Disney has got the option to buy um, Hulu out in within four years or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, l- if they choose not to, um, then at the end of the contract, at the at the time that that option runs out, Disney and Comcast set this price for Hulu. That Disney will have to buy Hulu mm. out of. So Disney at the moment is trying to keep the value of Hulu as close to that price as possible, uh, without giving the value getting the value up too much. So mm. the more stuff that Disney adds to Hulu, the greater its value will become. The more stuff that Disney takes away from Hulu, or or shares with Disney plus, the less Hulu's value is, Mm. but if Hulu, if Disney intentionally goes in and says, right, okay, well, we're saying, and and these, these corporate valuations aren't done on like a regular, like constantly valuating thing. They're all, it's, it's sort of like a six week process with each sort of valuation that has to go through all the assets, all the numbers and everything. And it's really as, as rich and expensive as these companies are, it's really all quite manual. Um, Mm. So what I think we're finding now is Comcast is saying to Hulu, we've seen it already with the Peacock stuff. NBC's catalogue has basically been stripped and moved to Peacock. Um, And so what we're seeing now is Comcast saying, okay, well, we're going to take our stuff and you can just keep Hulu as your own thing. Um, But we still want to... We still want you to honor the contract and buy us out yeah. at this price. Yeah. So, what Disney's trying to do now is say, "Is there a way that we can keep the value of Hulu as close to this X million, X billion dollar sum as possible? And can we feasibly buy out Hulu sooner, uh, buy out Comcast sooner?" Um, the the problem, the problem is probably they can't, um, because it's it's again, it's like, do you invest? 2 million no, do, do you invest sorry 5 billion for instance in streaming uh in, in in your own platforms that you own 100% that you know that someone's not going to be getting a share of yeah or do you invest 200 billion or not 200 billion sorry like 40 billion in buying out comcast um, mm-hmm. when you're not going to in you're not going to see the rewards of that for a really really long time
0: no i uh, i definitely feel like with like obviously the deal i mean in an ideal world you'd be just like right disney just you know if you take away your next day episodes and move them to disney plus and if you release all your originals on disney plus but then there might be issues in with the legal issues of comcast you, know, you are congratulating you know you're signed into this to this date you need to produce this amount of content you know there's probably some deals in there that we're not aware of that it's not mm. quite as easy as just going out all FX stuff goes to Disney Plus, or all ABC goes to Disney Plus. There's probably some issues there that they have to deal with.
1: Don't talk to me about FX. <laughs> <laughs> Don't talk to me about FX, Roger. I have so many, and I like, right. My thing with FX, and I'm gonna go on a tangent here, and I'm sorry if this goes on for like five minutes longer <laughs> than it should, but you start you mentioned the, the word, so I have to go on it. I don't understand FX. I know we're we're talking about the streaming business. I don't understand FX as regards Disney plus UK. Only because, right? We've <laughs> got we've got American horror stories, right? That's yeah. an FX on a Hulu show. Yeah. we we're, we're getting that a couple of weeks after, like a month after it airs in the US. That's fine, it's much faster than it was last yeah. year. That's fine. The Bear, oh. the Bear. We're getting all the episodes of the Bear on the fifth of October. We're getting weekly episodes of the Old Man starting next week. Yeah, like that doesn't make sense. So it's clearly, it's the, it's clearly an intentional choice that Disney Plus UK is making because FX stuff will they won't do it on a per show basis, um, or maybe they will. Maybe, maybe, maybe there's some little tiny thing in a contract, but at the same time, I just don't understand. And it's confusing I got,
0: yeah, me. Uh, yeah, I a hundred percent, whenever there's an FX series, it's all very much like, case of: is this going to be held? Is it going to be the same day? Is it not? I don't know. I don't know yeah. sometimes if it's because it was just um, the European, you know, because of subtitles and dubbing and there's issues there. Disney as a whole just doesn't seem to be getting its like global release strategy sorted. I mean, there's so many series. Yeah. You know, Recently, we've just had Reboot as a prime example of like why Europe isn't getting it at the same time as APAC and Canada. And it's it's just annoying. I, I think Disney as a whole needs to mm. sort out its global release strategy to just get everything on the same day. You know, Because it's like, well, exactly. you do for one show, and then you don't, for another, and you, don't, you don't do it for the next one. It's so confusing. It's like, as of time of recording, like welcome to Chippendales. I've had it confirmed for Australia, Singapore, and Canada on the same day as Hulu, but not the not Europe yet. And it's just because yeah. they're all working separate different companies. And um, I know, like with like the UK ones are promoting some shows more than um, other ones. You know, they 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 know they, they know the UK audience, and that makes sense. But yeah, FX is. I do feel like FX is one of the. Can be one of the crown jewels for Disney Plus for making some yeah. some of the shows I've watched this year from FX, um, under the banner of Heaven, Pistol, Welcome to Rex. they have made some they they are delivering some great content, but they just need to get that international release strategy sorted.
1: Exactly, and I think FX. The thing was with Family Guy we're, we're sort of I think we're neck and neck with the US now with Family Guy. Um, I wish that they did the. The animation, the Sunday animation domination thing, mm. uh, that they do in Canada, where they've got, uh, what is it, uh, Simpsons, Bob the it's, Burgers, Family yeah. Guy, all dropping on a Sunday. Yeah, that the- was good. They kind of, oh, the,
0: it's all seemed to have stopped during the summer because they've not got them. But yeah, no, that is it. Yeah, it is great. But I would just again, Disney Plus on a whole globally is all over the place with yeah. release dates, and sometimes they make sense. Sometimes there's some ones you go, okay, that makes sense. But sometimes it's like. Especially with the UK market, like, well, why are we holding on to it if France can't have it? Why is yeah. the UK missing out? Because I'm—I um, mean, I understand American and Canadian quite buck well. <laughs> so, oh, wild, yeah. I mean, that was a prime <laughs> example of like, let's hold on to an original for four months. Why? Yeah. Dubbing.
1: Yeah, but that, no, but it's but in I English. Was, yeah. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah, it is. It, it is, it it
0: is frustrating.
1: That was the thing that got me was um, I think it, that was the very first Disney Plus original yeah. that was delayed between regions. And I was like, right, I don't like that because if you start delaying Disney Plus originals, then who's to say a Marvel show won't get delayed yeah. or a Star Wars show won't get delayed. And everyone, everyone like if, if you if you go four months without watching, a, a, like without getting the legal access, you're just going to drive pirates because no one's going to want to go unspoiled. Yeah. I mean, I, there's sometimes I, there's some I do understand.
0: I think like, like, for example, like this month, we've had, um, we've had what was it, uh Lego Star Wars summer vacation it was held back in Australia and New Zealand. It's come out this month rather than because August was the middle of the winter. So yeah. therefore, you know, they held it back a little bit. I mean, it probably, you know, and I think they did the same thing with the, the Mickey Mouse um, seasonal ones. They've on a different scale. So sometimes I can understand, like, okay, there's a legitimate, like, you don't want to put out a summer special in the middle of the winter. I, I kind of get that. But then why did you release it in South America and South Africa on the same date as the West? It's Like, they're in the winter. It didn't <laughs> That was where I was like, uh, no, you either do all of the summer, southern hemisphere or... or none of it is like that was the weird thing yeah. to me yeah,
1: yeah that i was think definitely it's um, yeah that that's a, that's a strange one yes that was the I also a weird. like but i want to talk a little bit more about um, obviously different different markets doing yeah. things differently i i worked with paramount plus uk with the launch for that this year that was so so strange because paramount plus in the U S primarily functions as a sort of Disney plus, but for Paramount. Yeah. So yeah. it's all original content. Very, 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 very few licensed stuff. Um, I think maybe three or four licensed titles mm. um, that are Paramount plus exclusive. I don't even think, cause in the UK they've got the branding of Paramount plus original and Paramount yeah. plus exclusive.
0: Yeah.
1: I don't even think they have that in the US. I think it's just Paramount plus original yeah. and then like a, a rotating library. Yeah.
0: Um,
1: and so, what, what I find interesting, specifically with, with Paramount Plus, is that they are taking um, the UK is taking a Netflix approach. Um, Paramount Plus UK is taking a Netflix approach or, um, or like an Amazon approach. Mm. And I think it's, it's interesting to look at how that's expanding internationally as well. With the, you've got Sky Showtime, and it sort of brings in that idea of obviously Sky being a Comcast brand and Showtime being a Paramount Global brand. Mm you're sort of seeing that idea of consolidation of different services and we're getting that with this combined Warner Bros. Discovery thing.
0: Yeah. Sky Showtime is a bit of an odd one because it's, it's launching across Europe and it's a, like a combination of basically Peacock and Paramount Plus kind of together. Yeah. Um, and it does seem like a very weird move. especially seemed very weird when um, you had like like Paramount Plus launch here in the UK and then they did this right? and they're like, well, why is, it, it feels sometimes, and, you know, Paramount, Comcast and sort of, and Warner Brothers Discovery, they're still kind of the, yeah, we're not fully embraced on this global thing. We're still looking at the short-term fixes rather than trying to um, make Paramount Plus a global end. Because it just made, like, for my, like, well, why are you launching Paramount Plus, like, when? differently? It's like... Um, I understood them launching it as an add-on on Sky Cinema. Right? I kind of i i got that as a, as an idea of launching it with an extra bonus and for Sky to kind of mm. make Sky Cinema more valuable. But yeah, Sky mm. Showtime was such a weird f- and now they look like that the US is going to completely abandon Showtime as a brand anyway. Um, yeah, yeah it's a strange one.
1: I think I think Showtime as a brand will always exist, but it will just be para- Like you've got FX on Hulu. Yeah, it'll be Showtime on Paramount Plus. Type thing, because I believe that the FX channels in the US are gonna their 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 days are numbered as well. Um, as far as the network um, going, it's just the brand is the more important thing than the than the network itself. So I think it's 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 an it's an interesting one because you've got the Sky Showtime idea, and when I first saw that, I was like, oh, this is a brilliant idea, but it doesn't make sense to me why Peacock hasn't launched properly over here yet if it ever is going to launch because i remember getting that press email last year when they were when they were launching i was like what like when you say it's going to be available on sky devices and now devices what does that mean they were like it means it's going to be available on sky devices and now devices yeah and i was like right you've just said the same thing to me i don't know what that means and nobody knew how it was going to launch yeah. and if you go if you go into your sky q or your sky i've got sky glass yeah, if you go into that, it treats it like a separate app, but it's not a separate app. It's just a box set collection, so it's really yeah. strange how yeah, it's really yes. strange how they've chosen to launch it here. Yeah. It's a very
0: odd system altogether. I mean, I I have yeah. Sky Q and so I have Sky Cinema. And the only reason I, it's like Sky Cinema, I did kind of pick it up because with Paramount Plus coming in, I'm like, well, actually, um, it's nice to kind of watch all the HBO shows. Nice to watch all the have a little bit of um variety and stuff in there, but. Yeah, the international releases of all of those platforms and stuff are very odd. I mean, I think we're definitely seeing consolidation is a key right now. Um, obviously, we're seeing it with Paramount and Showtime. They kind of did a mini bundle, and now they're going to do the, the last squeeze to kind of push it in at some point. Not official, but th- we're expecting it soon. And then we have Warner Brothers Discovery. I mean, uh, what's, what's your take on all that? <laughs>
1: Right, where do I start? How long have we got left? I, I, I see I see about 15 minutes left. That's just about that's just about enough time for me to talk about David Zaslav. No, the the Axeman no, no. at <laughs> Hollywood. Yeah, the Axeman. The Axeman at Hollywood. He is honestly they're gonna tell stories about him. He's gonna get ousted. My prediction is that he's getting he gets ousted 2023 time when they realise his strategy didn't work. Um, He'd have sewed it off by in parts by then. He definitely would have. And he, exactly. I mean, that's a good segue because who would he have sold it off to? Comcast. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Because Comcast is going to need a... It's going to need something to beef up its Peacock subscription. It can't be relying on those old NBC sitcoms um, from 50 years ago and Brooklyn Nine-Nine. Mm. Um, but yeah, it's, it, the consolidation idea is really, really, really weird to me because... I thought, you wouldn't have thought that Warner Bros would be the one being consolidated into something. You wouldn't have thought HBO as a brand would be the one that's consolidating into something, um, being under something. You would have thought that HBO is a strong enough powerhouse to be the one buying something else up. Well, I, instance, I kind but... of thought like NBC was going to,
0: Comcast was more likely to go after Pat, but it seemed like it Paramount was the yeah. the the one that it was going to feast on, especially after their announcement of Sky Show. And then this Warner yeah. Brothers, like, and you're like going, Comcast can't buy both. It wouldn't be, a, it just, it would be a logistic nightmare to buy. And you're kind of like going, the whole point of Warner Brothers and Discovery coming together, we're not even going to, s- because I have a theory. I don't think we're even going to see a streaming service. I think they're going to end up closing down Discovery Plus, HBO Max and he's going to license everything out or on short-term deals and then sell it. to yeah. I, I actually think there is not going to be a, a HBO Max Plus.
1: That is, honestly, that's a good idea because they, if, if there was something, it's a year out, in theory, mm-hmm. it's a year out. They would have had something to show off by now, right? You had Disney showing off, yeah. Disney Plus, like, what, seven, eight months out? Yeah. it's In theory, it's a year out. It's, a, it's it's at most a year out. They would have had something to show off. They would have had a name, at least, mm. right? Um, and the fact that they haven't indicates that they're still mulling around ideas of what they want this thing to exist as. Mm. And now that... like I feel like he kind of threw the rule book out the window when he was like, you know what? We're going to cancel a film that's in post-production that was developed exclusively for us, right? And then he threw it out again. He got, he went outside. He got the the rule book out from, from the lawn, and then he said, "Oh, I'm going to throw it out again." When he started removing HBO Max exclusives from the service, mm. so I believe, like I, I, think that that's truly, if he can do that, and legally it's fine, this it's truly, truly a really unpredictable space, specifically for Warner. Brothers. Yeah, I, I, I found
0: the whole concept of him, I, 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 under, I could understand Batgirl. I could understand the notion of the idea you're, you're cancelling it for a tax thing, but you've not released it because you've not released it. You could do it as a tax. Dodge. I couldn't understand as a business person of taking a product that you've already sold and people have already paid for and trying to then claim it as a, it's like going, well, hold on a minute. You've made it, you've released, you've essentially got money from it. It has made an in income. You can't, it was like, you've put it out there. It was I always there was that kind of thing, and like I, the way I looked at it was like when I used to have my cafe of me going out to somebody with a bacon sandwich, taking half of it away and throwing it in the bin, saying, "Well, I'm claiming the whole lot as a tax write off." Um, Yeah, and you'd be like, "You know, it's a lot easier like not giving them the bacon." It It was just like, um, (laughs) yeah, like it just seemed like such a weird way of like. Like, how does that work tax wise? I was like, I don't think that. I, I don't. Uh, yeah, There's a lot smarter than me on my accountancy for that one. Well, I know yeah, I can claim a um, write off, and I can do. I understand all that, but but it was the fact of taking stuff you've sold to a customer was very much like I don't know how you can do that.
1: Yeah, because I don't know how you can justify saying that you've made a loss on something. Because the way I understand it is that if you make a loss on it, you get the the tax benefit. You get yeah. the tax relief. Um, but I think the rule is it's such a specific. It feels like it was something that he wrote into that He just stuck into the <laughs> into the law law building and was like, "I'm just going to write this in here because it's, it was seemed very specific and targeted because it only applies to newly merged companies." Yeah. Um. So it seemed like it was he. He planned this. Yeah. He was he was, was. he was sitting in his office. Yeah. Just perfect for him.
0: I think the trouble is, I think between like the Netflix situation. And then with Warner Brothers Discovery, that just a lot of the faith in streaming suddenly got knocked. I think the general consensus is like, yeah. oh, the, this this that's not all as you know. I think I do think people mistakenly think of streaming services as their personal vault library. That's you know, it's there, it's theirs, and it's there. Mm. You know, it's like a library, and you can go in there at all times, and it's permanent. And Disney have shown on you know, Disney have you know they'll take stuff off there if they haven't got the rights to or they want to, avatar is a prime thing of when it doesn't suit anymore and all the streaming services do it none of them are your, none of them are your personal things usually at this point someone will pop up and go that's when you need dvds and blu-rays and i'll always say has someone in his own Betamax, vhs Laserdisc, hd dvd blu-rays vhs cassettes you know physical isn't Indefinite, either <laughs> it's like it's not yeah, the, it's I mean, yeah, you know, you go put your, your disc in and it's gone rotten because it's been sat there for t- 15 20 years, you know, it's not permanent either. And there's a lot of issues, disc of gets the- scratched. yeah,
1: discs, yeah, things happen, yeah, yeah. It's, not, your sister, it's not permanent, yeah. yeah, yeah, your sister decides that she wants to use it as a coaster, uh, mm-hmm. accidentally, maybe, or more importantly, it's like
0: it's, it. like it's like now you want to try and grab, you know. If you've got your Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs VHS, we're trying to find a VHS machine. You know that yeah. that's 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 the issue. But uh, I feel like in general, like the the consensus was with streaming is it took a bit of a knock. And I think the HBO Max stuff yeah. really knocked the confidence in what originals are and you know, where are their you know their future.
1: Yeah, I think it's this idea of the pushback. I think. It's not it, It's not even like it happened gradually. It happened over the course of a week. It was that initial, that girl's getting cancelled. Then there was that phone call. And in that space between then, everything sort of got pulled, like the rug got pulled from under. Because I think to, to some people, to the cinephiles out there, um, they see, they view streaming services as like a really, really prime example of corporate greed and mm. exploitation of art and whatever and i think they were proven a little bit right when you've got this this one man at the top of the at the top of a company that's operating under 50 billion dollars of debt um just seemingly able to wipe things from existence mm. and go back on promises and contracts that uh, renewal contracts and stuff mm. so i think that if if the a company as as well a studio as well respected as Warner Bros. can be taken over from that. I think there's a big there's a, there's a big thing to say to the in, to the rest of the industry, to the to the Chapek or to the um the the Reed Hastings and and all of those people. Like you've got to treat streaming right, otherwise people are going to lose faith in it. And if people lose faith in it, then you don't have the money, yeah. to carry on. Um, but that's that's my thing. I, wa- I want to know, actually, sorry, one one last thing. I yeah. want to know, where do you see streaming this time next year?
0: Um, I think next year we're going to be at a point where um, your Netflixes, your Apple TVs, and your Amazon Primes are, I feel that like they are now becoming the new studios. They are now one of the key top studios. I think Disney will obviously be there, and I feel like we'll have I am hoping, I'm hoping we have a clear strategy of what's happening in the US with um, ESPN Plus and Hulu, and they've kind of given us a, an idea of where they are going. I think, apparently, I mean, I think like Warner Brothers and Comcast couldn't happen until 2024, so that it's still a while off. Um, mm-hmm. Peacock is, you know, they're still going to be plodding along and doing their thing, and I think Paramount will probably be plodding along doing its own little thing. I think Warner Brothers just will... One of the, I think either just HBO Max or Discovery Plus is just going to get closed down.
1: Um, <laughs> it's not uh, going to be Discovery Plus.
0: <laughs> um well, well, the trouble is, like, it might not even. I mean, they they have completely decimated HBO Max. I mean, I think the, the they probably could just close HBO Max down and shove a couple of bits and pieces up onto Discovery Plus and go. Well, this is kind of our new streaming service, like, yeah. But it, like, you're not. They aren't invest, I don't think they're going to invest any money in. New technology, new ways. It's just going to be one. They're going to bulk out what they've got. I mean, they've decimated. I, th- I think that was the strangest thing. Was that I think everyone felt like HBO Max was like, well, that's a really good streaming service. It's got great originals. It's got great content. And then they destroyed it. The UI it. was
1: great. <laughs> yeah. Yeah that was uh, the thing the UI like I still use it and the UI is great on HBO max by far the best UI of any streaming service it's full of editorialized content your list is right at the top your search is very easy to access you've got thing like a home page that changes pretty much every time you open the app it is yeah, swear, so yeah. so good technologically and so for for zaslav to be like oh there were so many technical problems with HBO max that we don't want that. I can, like I what, can what are you re- talking about
0: I can rarely ever log. It. Every time I go to fire up Discovery Plus, it kicks me back to the beginning screen of like link your account to your. I've linked it. I've been logged in. I've watched, and it's like, and it's the amount of times I've just like given up and gone off to another app because yeah. um, I've only got Discovery Plus because it's free, and it's yeah. like yeah, it's such an awkward app to use. But yeah, I, I feel like they are. I feel they're going to go the Sony route. I think they're just going to mm-hmm. like that. I think he's going to just they're gonna get I think they could have one streaming service with a few bits of pieces on and a little bit of money coming in every month. And I just don't I just don't think they're gonna be d they're no longer a core uh, he is just about making that money. And he, the fact he said, you know, we want to get paid and we will license stuff and we're gonna do all the Like he's gonna go this they're gonna go the Sony route. I just don't think they, I think we're gonna see that fade away. Um I think we're gonna see some more of the smaller streamers go as well. I don't think Stars has got much t- someone's going to, I don't even know if someone's actually going to either pick that up or someone's just going to buy the name, I mean Disney should just buy it just to get the Stars name sold out Latin America and just want the content, I don't think they even want that streaming service and I think a lot of these little ones are all going to get lost in the shuffle
1: I want I honestly really want Stars to get bought by Apple because Stars is operated by Lionsgate yeah. right? Yeah um, So you've got uh, yeah, I, I think that the the kind of harmony between having Lionsgate's original library mm. sitting on Apple as the place to go for Lionsgate, and I and I honestly Apple originals. So this they used to be like earlier this year it was original like what like a brand new banger pr- premiering at yeah. least one once or twice a month. Now it's been three months since I think I've seen anything good. All of the good stuff: Ted Lasso, Mythic Quest. Um, we don't even know when they're coming out little america season two i love that show by the way little america season two don't know when that's coming out and i feel like they they benefited a lot from the product because they were the first streaming service to shut everything down which means they could get up and running a lot quicker because they'd taken the Mm precautions they'd taken the time and they did all the story stuff they did every single logistical thing um, beforehand and so what i'm finding like frustrating now is like i want apple to just say okay fine we don't have the we don't have enough gas in the engine to properly pump out our own stuff so what we're going to do is we're gonna, just going to buy a studio that's mm. already got an established production engine and we're going to we're, we're just going to buy it it's going to be all apple original stuff but it's just going to be from ip that you like because mm. at the moment the next step once they figure out the mess the the tea the the tech mm. stack, uh the distribution. of the next step is going to be figuring out whether or not they want to be ip focused or whether or not they just want to be um service like they just want to be like mm. like you said someone's someone's personal vault like do you want yeah. warner bros streaming service to be a very very ip focused one like disney pluses or do you want it to just be uh the the warner bros channel on sky well, i
0: think i think apple tv has always been an odd one it's just like it's never really um it's like well what do you what do you, why are you in this what are you doing you know they want that monthly subscription. <laughs> you know, like, like why they, they don't seem to be like in it they're like we want we want to sell you this bundle this eating you know, and this apple one bundle of movie of movies and shows and video games but we're not actually going to put anything on there that you it, it just it's always just feels like we we've got all this stuff and it's all this nice bundle but you're never going to use any of it you know i know you've used apple like but i'm a i'm a playstation plus xbox game pass i like playing proper games you know mobile games you know just i've i think a, a decade of micro transactions has just put me off playing games on mobile for life you know, I I I play PlayStation and Xbox all the time, and yeah, my Apple is not a games machine. It's not a games
1: machine. <laughs> See, I I th- I think when we first met, like, or when we first spoke, like, very first time, like two years ago, um, it must I must have been dead on my Apple arcade hype because it was the middle of lockdown or something yeah. like that, and I was like, <laughs> so I was like, oh yeah, this is the greatest thing ever, <laughs> but I I I've not played. An Apple Arcade game <laughs> on my phone, and I don't know how long. But, but I do this listen is a, to Apple Music. Yeah, yeah I See, do. I mean, Apple I.
0: Music. Yeah, I, I must. Admit, I was at that point of like, do I flip from Apple to Spotify just to get the bundle because it would be make it might be more, more effective to buy, you know, to have Apple TV and the iCloud and. You know, mm-hmm. and it was just like I tried Apple f- Music for a bit, like, not nah, Spotify. I prefer the app, and it was just like it is that kind of weird thing. I just don't know where Apple sits. Of like, like you say, you know, they need to make some investments. Like, no, no. yeah, they could buy it. They've got enough money for it. But they just don't seem to want yeah. to. They don't seem to want to spend it.
1: <laughs> they want to. They want to invest money in another Reese Witherspoon production company show. <laughs> like, yeah, it, it is. It is a strange one. It. Yeah, it, <laughs> I, I definitely feel we're at, we're at a point where. I
0: see a lot of people, there's a lot of talk about you know they're not liking all this consolidation, they don't want to see Comcast and Warner Brothers because you know, we're losing the studios. It's like, and I look at it and go, Yeah, but you're viewing the studios from 20, 20 years ago, you're not looking at studios in 2022, where we're looking yeah. Amazon and Netflix and Apple are now studios. That's the way I
1: look at mm. it, exactly. That and I think consolidation generally, consolidation. Is, is a bad thing because you, you lose that bit of competition and there's a bit of a, competi- a competitive element with something as creative as filmmaking was, or, or making a series. There's a creative, there's a competitive element to it because you want to make the best one, one that's better than the people that you're competing against because you want as many people to see it. Um, but I think at it, like at its core, consolidation does need to happen, if for no other reason than to give the creative talent some form of certainty. Yeah. I mean, because, I, I was, yeah. See, I would yeah. think
0: like the idea of like competition stuff of like what I and like when see people will bring up about, you know, we don't we want less competition. I'm like, well, if you have got six or seven companies competing against each other that is a competitive marketplace when i if it was a case of like there is only disney and there is only comcast left and everybody else has been brought out and we've only got two left yeah. and the two want to merge then i'd be like no you need competition if you've got three yeah. companies you've got comp- but if you've got seven or eight different i do feel like you know you're looking at like the warner brothers and comcast stuff coming together and like going, hmm. yeah it makes sense from a from a commercial point of view to put them in a, they can compete properly with Disney and Netflix at that point. Yeah. Having fifteen, <clears throat> having fifteen streaming services, is not good for the good. It's like, oh, you can buy what yeah. you want. It's like, yeah, but people, you know, and I feel like now with this and the, the recession and the cost of living crisis, we're really seeing now the streaming services are having to offer more to get to offer value. You know, I think when people talk about, yeah. oh, you bring in the cable bundle and they bring the bundle back and I only want to pay for this and I don't want to pay for that. It's like, I understand, you know, I hope that Disney doesn't put sports into Disney Plus. I want that to stay as a separate paid entity um, because I don't yeah, like sports. Because... So therefore, I don't want to pay exactly.
1: <laughs> exactly, I'm the same. I'm the exact same. I refuse to watch Welcome to Rexham on that basis because I, I don't. I don't I know. I don't I know, like it, I know, but I, I love
0: that show. I was literally watching the new episode before we've recorded today. Um, I, I think it's just because of Ryan Reynolds, isn't it? But it's actually really. Oh, I don't God. like football. I hate football, and I'm sitting there on like episode nine of Welcome to Rexham. <laughs> oh no,
1: no, no! I, I saw that they sent they sent it to me, and I was like, "Do I watch it? Do I watch it? Do I watch it?" I was like, mm. "I." As a out of principle, I don't support any sports on Disney Plus. Keep it. I want my. I'll even say it to you. I want my Star Wars. I would rather have more Star Wars shows.
0: (laughs) It's it's funny because I feel like for me, like you know, it's like all the ESPN documentaries have been chopping on this. Like, it's now at a point like go in or stop. Yeah, it's like either you've either you've you've dropped this stuff in here. You need to either. I mean, I would love them to kind of take ESPN Player here in Europe and across um, Middle East and Africa, turn it into ESPN Plus, and just add it as a an add on to Disney Plus, and just so more people can have access to it. I think it would do better. And then if you want to pay the ten dollars a month for it, it's there if you want it, and maybe give a few things away free, just kind of get people in. But I'm I'm thinking that's where they're going to go. I don't think they're going to bundle the two together because I think the costs are just too high and they're going to push that money too too hard and then if you're if you're above twenty dollars you're just going to be too much
1: exactly that i think like before i don't know how long we've got left but i have one crackpot theory for where i think what i think disney plus is going to be next year in the u.s and i think and this is just me connecting dots that have no connection between them I believe that next year we'll see Disney Plus and Hulu merge into Disney Plus. So yeah. you've got your... That next year will be the year. And the reason that I think that is because of the ads. Mm. So you've got the ads across... You've got the ads in Disney Plus Internationally. Those are going to be ads that are tailored to your 18 Plus profile mm. that are going to be showing on American Horror Story and stuff like that. You want to be able to utilize those ads because you're... Because ads to... So, so adds yeah. to the sort of uh, twenty-four to thirty-five demographic, and um, adds to the below nine demographic. Those are the ones that sell the most because they've got you've got parents that want to buy things for the young kids, and then you've got uh, young adults or adults who have got the most disposable income. So, when you've got those two demographics, those two key demographics there, all on one platform, you're gonna want to run ads that will be able to be targeted to people around the world. Yeah. On platform. There's, also, there's also a
0: very there's a big problem as well with Disney Plus at the minute with ads with like the copper rules. Um so you can't they can't do targeted ads towards children, and so yeah. therefore they've said they're not putting ads on preschool content and all the rest. So at the minute, if you look at Disney Plus in the US, you're like, Well, what are you actually going to be putting ads on? And then there's not a lot left.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, yeah, so they need the general entertainment to be in there. I to be honest, once they added the parental controls and the ad tier was confirmed, that was the that was essentially getting your car ready you know they 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 they've, 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 they've yeah. done the engines they've checked they've put it in for a service it is ready now to take in. i think we're going to see more stuff dropping in um and i think we'll just i think they're going to do it i think they're going to do it in the opposite way of they're going to just keep building up disney plus and just keep stripping away from hulu taking it away taking sharing more stuff moving things over and mm. it, if saying to comcast well you don't want it well you can or or it's like I don't think that's. I mean, I could see. It's like, will Hulu survive as the live TV or a fast? I I've, I floated that idea of does Hulu just yeah. become a fast channel, where yeah, you know, they offer all the it's it's completely free with ads, and you get selected access to stuff. And then you know, I I could see that unless they just turn around to, and someone Comcast goes, yeah, we'll take it now. We you know, it's it's valuable to yeah. us to merge. You know, because I feel like Hulu and Peacock probably are more better to merge together um from their point of view from a technical aspect. Once if you take all yeah. Disney's content off of Hulu, what's left of I mean, you know, there's so much stuff with Hulu of losing content, and we're gonna continue to see this. Um, I feel also there's this big shift of the idea of what Disney Plus was in 2019 to what it is in um in 2023. There's a big yeah. shift, and I think some people haven't quite got their head around like it's not a kids app in that yeah, it was like, you know, and that's what it was and that's what they want you know and like now it's turning into um netflix
1: yeah and that's not a bad thing as long as it doesn't um as long as it doesn't start uh, making things like cuties, for instance, but
0: yeah, well, I think I think in general, I the think they're always going to have it. But you're really seeing the, I mean, they talk about the elasticity of like the Disney branding, and I think for us, yeah. especially because we've had star free eighteen months, <laughs> we're so much more used to that. You know, it's like when you see like yeah. you see on social media, like there was a you know recently, like the new Kardashian series. I mean, Why is this on Disney Plus? <gasps> you're on the U- you're on the UK social media commenting about something which we've had for or going, oh you can't have this on there was well, like well, you can do. Um I yeah you know, I mean I mean I love me me and my wife watch that show every Thursday night. It's a great show. <laughs> oh great <laughs> oh I haven't
1: I haven't I haven't dipped my toe in yet but the new season starts today actually. Yeah, so as a, I will Yeah be... as the
0: time we're recording it it starts it's that thing of they haven't got enough I don't think they've got enough reality TV show on Disney Plus yet. I don't think they've really kind of gone down that line yet.
1: Yeah. I yeah, I'd like to see them, and this is just because I like cooking shows. Yeah. I would love to see them do Master Chef U.S. but on Disney Plus internationally because they've got it. They own the rights to it. It's through mm. it's through the Fox Channel there. They own the rights to it. It streams on Hulu, so it's it's, it's it's Disney distributes it. I'd like to see them move like your Master Chef, your Top Chef, and stuff like that. There, and I'd also like to see them kind of take a Netflix move a little bit and. Even if they don't have the distribution rights for something, buy the distribution rights for it internationally, mm. because that's another way that you can really beef up your your service. Um, well, like
0: like um, it's like Dancing with the Stars right now. Um, obviously, it's, yeah. you know, that's a that's a big there's been a big shift in the US. There's been um, I mean, that's a big show to bring in. It's got a lot of attention on Disney Plus the wrong way because um, older audiences haven't quite grasped what's going on um, with yeah. television and. But like, there's so many people like would be like, oh, I'd like to watch that. Oh, it's reg- it's only in the U.S. and Canada. And again, it's yeah. you know, it's, it, if they're coming up with a new idea, it's like now, like we'll just come up with a new idea, get a get a new show and start globally from this point. You know, I'd like to see you know they just signed like Jimmy Kimmel to a new three year deal. Get that on every night, everywhere globally. Yeah, you know, get you know exactly. things like that of like, I, but Disney is still very they're still very regional still yeah that's that for that and that's for that oh and we don't you know that's that over there but we don't like like there's a lot of especially like you know we're seeing a lot of the the originals being created i mean i'd like them to sort out what they're doing with hot star um here in the uk and get that um like just merged in and gets like it just seems silly that that one's being left out kind of yeah the app doesn't even work i don't think it's very. I'm mean, looking at the reviews for it because um, I go, you know go in there and sort of see what's going on and see because it's so, and it's very, it's very tricky as well like with the PR point of view because they don't really promote stuff because they obviously have a, a much smaller team because but yeah. at some point I'd imagine it's like with ESPN Player and Hotstar they've got to sort that out here in the UK at some point now things are starting to line up a bit better. I love it. Yeah, but I do feel like they have to sort out what they're doing in America before they can sort out it's just catch they can't put sports into disney plus internationally until they saw that what they're doing with espn plus in the us
1: i think it's i am really really hoping that it's not I'm, I'm i'm hoping that like my my wish list for the next year of streaming is uh i hope that netflix figures out how to promote things properly i hope that paramount plus figures out uh how to get more library stuff paramount's got a massive library uh and then you you you've gone through the library on 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 that it is what 600 titles maybe
0: oh the uk one the uk one is is i mean i've only i've only watched a few things on it i mean i'm still slowly (laughs) making my way through like yellowstone we did um first Wives, so that was a good good show um okay um jackass um <laughs> then it was just like um a few movies here and there but the, honestly I, I rarely go into it because it was just like yeah there's just there wasn't it empty. really didn't like match what i was expecting from them
1: yeah, I was texting the the Paramount Plus publicist. I was like, I don't, if I, like, I love the unscripted shows. Please just put Ghosts from CBS on Paramount Plus UK. I'm begging you. <laughs> I literally sent her a text and I was like, as much as I love another unscripted original series, please, I need Ghosts, please. It sounds a like BBC over like, here, isn't it? No, that's a, so it's an American remake of the BBC show. All right. But it's really good. Like yeah. I like. I'm not like I know American remakes of British shows are really bad, but this one's really good. Um, I'd like to see more consolidation. No, not consolidation. That's that's a bad word. That's yeah. a, that's the other bad c word. I'd like to see more. Um, like I, I'd like to see more consistency mm-hmm. from from them. I don't want to see. I want to see. All of these studios say, "Look, we've got the this huge library of stuff. What we're gonna do every now and then is just do a, do a batch drop, something special to celebrate an anniversary or something like that, or, or like a six a, a six month drop of just massive yeah. like a massive drop of titles. Or uh, I, I want to see Disney Plus change its UI because rows and rows and rows and rows and rows, and rows kills me. Um, but also, you've got enough FX content there now to." Have the FX brand is completely separate. Well, so, I so...
0: I I do feel with Disney Plus again, it's ba- I think we're waiting on the US. I think once the US yeah. gets updated to have all this content, then we will see the change. Because at the minute, the Star catch-all brand is just that; it's a mess. There's too much in there. Yeah,
1: you know, it's not, it's but not they can't.
0: Enough. But they can't add all the brands as hubs until they sort out the US. And it's just as catch to because I think I do think the US will need a star hub. I think it's going to need a hub to have all the licensed content it's going to need to have access to the international um originals they're going to need somewhere to put stuff that isn't fx that isn't so St- I think star brand actually and it'll probably become the international brand the studio that they've got of you know like say yeah. like wedding wedding season might come under a star or snowdrop or you know uh things like that they can put into that brand that don't fit into the mm. other ones but I definitely feel like we're at a point now where fx espn um even even abc i mean you have abc news documentaries and stuff dropping in which i think is great yeah um but yeah we're at a point now where it's like you can see the problems 18 months on of like this constant drip of content like the collections aren't being added quick enough you know we need a real shift but i think we're again i think we're waiting for the us to get that big upgrade
1: yeah, just as a side note, what did you think of Wedding Season? Did you see the end of it?
0: No, I've only I've only seen the first half because, again, because of uh, um, being away, it was like I, I really want to watch the other half of it. I literally said to my wife last night, we we finished off under the banner of heaven last night because that's been a heavy series. It's yeah. taken us a long time yeah. to get through, um, but it's like, and I was a bit like, I want to get, I I want to get that finished series. I want to get that one done and a couple other shows of like before starting the bear and the and the um the the old man I said I think we need to get a few of the ones that we've started to sort of finished f- yeah no it's on my list because it's, it's just been crazy since I got back from la
1: yeah wedding I, I would say when you get off this and and you finish yeah. you editing and everything put the last four episodes of Wedding Season on because honestly, so it dropped at midnight out at like UK time yeah. on Disney Plus Day, the, the whole season dropped. Yeah. And the first thing I did was go and watch Wedding Season because I was like, this is, yeah. I need to watch this right now because I, I watched up to episode seven because that's what they said. Yeah. And I was like, right, episode eight right now. And I, I, when, I sell, when I tell you I was glued in this chair right now, I don't like, I brought some popcorn down with me. I didn't eat a single bit of popcorn because I was just so glued to my screen. I, I can't wait to watch It's, it's like, it's, I, I mean, I haven't even started Mike yet.
0: Cause that one dropped again. That was a Disney plus day series. I wanted to watch, but it's just like, again, it's just like, it's timing, you know, you, you get, you get a, a, an eight, 10 episode series drop at once. This is why I like the weekly release because, um, yeah. Um, binge drops can be great when you, um, you know, of a certain age or you don't know, have different i haven't got time for binge drops <laughs> it's just, just, just like you know, know. like today you know watching a, an episode of she-hook this morning uh, it's so much easier than trying to watch an entire season
1: exactly that like I, I was reviewing something with netflix it was one of the never have i ever and you know netflix and the teen shows everything has to come out all at once and i was like oh my god i love the show do i have time to watch a review to watch and review it in like in, in four days, I I did not have time. I watched it yeah. all, and I was like, "Oh, great, okay." Now I need to go back to episode one to remember what happened there. What happened there? What can't I talk about here? Because it all just blends into one anyway. And I'm like, yeah, right, I mean, okay. that, I mean,
0: I I mean, especially like this week. I mean, I've you know I watched a few episodes of Supernatural that just dropped this past week. what Been watching, catching up on Welcome to Wrexham. Um, watched the upcoming uh um two, um. Oh. Also, there just a couple of other bits and pieces to review and stuff, you know, and or you know all these kind of different shows that all that again it's just time, you know, you, and yeah, you know, you've only got so much time in the world, and everyone, and I, and in some ways, I think post COVID, you know, now we're not all in lockdown anymore. We we all can't watch the same amount of content that we've got, and exactly. you are you are you know, there is a limit to it, and I feel I think going into I do think Disney has to, and not just Disney, but all of them, I think they have to remember to keep s- stuff dropping in the summer so they don't. it doesn't all pile up for the winter. Um,
1: exactly. Yeah. yeah. Like, Cause especially it feel, the, it the feels like network for, now. Yeah. yeah. It, it just feels like network TV now because they have the summer hiatus and stuff like that and they all start again in September. It's like, no, we like you because you're not network TV because you've got stuff dropping. Like Abbott Elementary, for instance. Oh. I'm so glad that it's getting a... I'm so glad it's getting a... A like season, a, a, a premiere, a full, a full yeah. season st- starting in September. I just wish that they did that they did that full season later on in the year, yeah. um, so that they could have things running straight through. But I suppose it makes sense with it being the school year and everything like that. That kind of makes sense it ties into it. But
0: yeah, I think as well as you, there's that whole thing of like the U.S. like system of how they do episodes and stuff has been. It's, it's a, a established thing that they've done for decades, and it feels. I mean I've said it so much of like streaming services have actually taken like what we over here in the UK always did short six part series limited runs you know that was how we grew up watching television was short yeah. series six episodes you know if you got two three seasons out of something that was quite a lot and exactly. kind of, we grew up we grew up on that you know you knew you yeah. know you knew that that was how it was working of course now the streamers have worked out that that's actually seems to be a much better model
1: yeah but uh, no i like yeah i think it's i think it's gonna, it's really interesting looking at the past year how much everything's changed and then looking forward it's it's gotten to the point now this year where anything i predict could change by tomorrow <laughs> like it's yeah. so uneasy so all i can do is just sit down like a good little like a good little boy and write my reviews type away and be yeah. like yes yes bob yes bob write it is very review. it is very
0: much like it's like even now of like you know we're recording this this won't be out for, for about eight nine days like what's changed the nine days since he's
1: this boy exactly. and <laughs> you're, gonna, like, you're gonna send me a message and be like no <laughs> but we need to re-record <laughs>
0: But yeah, this is this is the thing. It's, it's always a bit of a thing. But nevertheless, so we have been rambling on long enough. So, big thank you to everyone for um, watching and listening. Thank you to all of our supporters on Patreon and YouTube channel members. Again, big thank you to Mo for joining me this week. And where can they find you? Thank
1: you for having me. They can find me on the streamer.com. That's the S T R E A M com. Yes. And Mo from Streamer, Streamer News on Twitter, TikTok, Instagram, all. All the, good all stuff. the
0: social, yeah, yes, yeah. So, and uh, it's a streamer, it's, uh... and it's a streamer without the E, and it's it's based is not Batista oh, yeah. in a in a rowing boat, but. All... <laughs> <laughs> <I'll> be... <laughs> when when that one, brought, I mean, when I was there was this thing when I was at D twenty three last last week, I walked by and there was oh. a photo opportunity to take a, and I literally did it just to send it to Mac. <laughs>
1: <laughs> to... I know. <laughs> I know, he he got the re- you got the reaction that you wanted, I think, yeah. because I I think I tweeted from the streamer account, I feel like like I'm going to become the Joker or something. Because yeah. every time someone mentions that to me, I'm like I'm going to become the Joker. Yeah, <laughs> but, so that's no, it's good. No, but there we go. So
0: I've... on that now, guys, thank you so much, and we shall see you guys soon. Thank you very Ladies. much thank you very much for watching this video make sure you go check us out over at whatsondisneyplus.com like follow and subscribe also a huge thank you to all of our supporters over on patreon and also on our YouTube channel memberships and I shall see you guys in another video! Laters!